0: Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Sermon topic is prayer, praise, and a promise. My sidebar is untapped potential. I want to challenge you today to tap into where God want to take you to. Don't be, don't be, you know, sometime we, we get saved and we live saved. And as long as things are going well, we get comfortable in where we are and we don't want to go any further. But I want you to know God has great things in store for you. Hallelujah. So I just want you to tap, say tap into your potential. Now, if you want to stay there, then we're going to have to drop some things because I want to go up. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand up. You know, 20 years, I don't want to be looking like, oh, Pastor, did we move, you know, from one spot to the other? Untapped potential. And I hope with the help of God, he will help me to give this to you the way he gave it to me. Father God, we thank you on this glorious day. We thank you, Lord. It's another day, and I don't want to. Take lightly is Mother's Day. But you know I'm reminded because many are sitting here today that they don't have a mother. Their mother went on to be with the Lord or some man passed away. Whatever the case may be, we want to thank you, God, because the Bible said when your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. And I'm so thankful, God, that everybody here today can feel that love and that appreciation from you because you know Hallelujah. It was by your infirmities. It was by the stripe that you bore that God that we have the victory on today. Father, I thank you. I pray, Lord, as that I would just decrease, totally disappear, and the spirit of the Lord would take total control. Move me, God, as you see fit. Use me as an oracle, God, by, you know, one that you've designed, that you're pleased with, that everything come from my mouth will be to your pleasure. To the thankfulness of a mighty and an awesome God. I just want to say thank you. I am beginning at the book of Galatians. Now, I want to, there's three important factors that I want to bring out today. One is God gave the promise, two is we have to wait on the promise, and the third is the promise being fulfilled. Many of you are probably in the waiting stage. So I am probably going to give a lot of time and consideration to the waiting process versus God gave the promise because we know that God, when he does something, he does a marvelous job, perfect job. So nothing is wrong with the promise that was given. A lot of times the problem is the waiting on the promise to come to fruition. So I want to encourage everyone today in the house of God, under the sound of my voice, to be encouraged, the promise is going to be fulfilled. But in order for the promise to be fulfilled, you have to tap into your potential. So periodically, you're going to hear me say, tap. And I want you to say, into your potential. Tap into your potential. Amen. So I'm giving you a command. I want you to go further in God. Amen. Because... The Bible let us know when we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive what? Power. Okay. When a person has power, that gives them authority to do something. God wants us to move forward. He don't want us standing still. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody find Galatians 3 and 14 for me. Abraham was the promised seed. The promise was given to Abraham. So, When the promise was given to Abraham, I believe that Abraham took that promise and ran with it. I'm going to tell you how I know that to be a fact. Because when God told him to take his son, that was his only son. Now, after all that time of praying for that only blessed seed, God told him what to do. Now, Abraham... Why they call him the father of faith because he didn't question God. He just took his son and did what God said. We know the story. That's not what I want to talk to you about, but I have to give you that portion. But we know that Abraham went and did what God said, but God had a ram in the bush. Amen. And God has a ram in the bush when you get weary. When God tell you to do something, you got to step out on the promise. You can't wait to the promise. Get here and say you have faith to believe because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you got to move while you don't see it. In the book of John 5, 14 and 15 it said and this is and I'm reading from different editions, renditions. So this particular one is King James. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will. I think a lot of people miss that. They say anything I ask because there's a scripture that says whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe. And so people automatically assume, well, whatever I pray and if I believe, God going to give me. Well, I might be praying for a million dollars and it might not be good for me. I might do some destructive damage with it. And God knows what's best for me. So when I pray according to his will, then God got it. He's going to break all the barriers, move the enemy out the way, and do all what he needs to do to keep me safe. See, a lot of times God is trying to keep you safe, but you want to move into dangerous territory. You're no match for the devil. You know, you hear people say, I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to put my head on death. You ain't going to put your head on nothing. The word of God is going to do that. How can you fight something that you can't see? The Bible said we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, spiritual wickedness in high places. Oh, you can fly now. I forgot. And I'm making it humorous, but it's true. A lot of things we say, we have to challenge the enemy with the word of God. Okay. It said, according to his will, he hear of us. All right. Now there's an open door because I am praying according to the will of God. Now he hears me. Okay. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever, we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Okay. There were some important key factors in this according to his will. Now he hears me. Then knowing my confidence, knowing that God hear me or heard me. So now I have Jesus on a prayer line. I can tell him what I want. Because he hears me. Before A lot of times we put the cart before the horse. You know, Lord, I want this, I want that, I want to do this, I want to do that. In God's time, everything that God wants you to have, you're going to have it. Now, you may get, you may not get some of the things you want, but maybe that's not what is good for you to have. And let me say this, because a lot of times people miss it. If you made bad mistakes or bad decisions or bad financial decisions, God will rectify it and start you all over. You just got to be patient. Some people have to start from the ground up. Ain't that right, Minister Cummins? We know what that's like. He'll take some things, remove some things, but then he'll put some things back and he'll give them to you in a certain time. There's a season for everything. And everybody don't operate in the same season. How do I know that? Tell me something. Do everybody feel excited and praising God at the same time? Because if we did, this church be on fire. We have to move and get another area because we couldn't hold the people. Because everybody would be like on the day of Pentecost. But a lot of times we don't. Jane 5 and 16 says, and I want this in part, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What is the effectual fervent prayer? A lot of times we think because I'm crying and I'm snotting and I'm really, you know, travailing in God. This is the effectual fervent prayer. The effectual fervent prayer is when you touch God's heart and God hears your prayer, and God opens the door to do whatever you're asking because now you have tapped into the heavilies. That's how you tap into your potential. Let me talk a little bit about the inheritance. Now, Abraham was the seed, the promised seed. That was given to him, but it was for us as well. The inheritance promised to Abraham, the promise was that he should be the heir of the world. Romans 4 and 13, Paul makes it clear to the heirship or inheritance that it was an essential part of the promise. That was an essential key, that Abraham was the father of faith. Abraham was the demonstration for us, the example. And what Abraham did, he believed God. Amen. And he went out and he did just what God said, no questions asked. So what God did was set an example through Abraham that whatever God tell us to do, believe by faith that if we do it, God will back us up. Amen. So he was that inheritance. Now I want to make this clear for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Paul settled the point to make it perfectly clear that this is indisputable. That the blessing was given to Abraham by a promise, not by the law. Now, in praise, this, I'm going to need some participation, okay? In praise, now, you want to tap into, how many people want to tap into your potential? That's how y'all want to tap into it? Put your hands down. Don't worry. You won't hit it. There's a mark. The mark is this. You got to praise God like you already obtained the promise. It doesn't matter how I feel. That's why I praise God because I'm feeling good today. No. You got to praise him when you don't. You shouldn't wear a mask and everybody know what's going on in your life. You got to act as if you already received the promise. Because remember, one thing was God gave the promise. Amen. Then what happened? Then after God gave the promise, what happened? We had to wait on it. And then what was the last part? The promise was fulfilled. Paul made it known to them that they had to get into position if they want to be blessed. Now, the word of God said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand and I shall not be moved. Right hand denotes what? Power and authority. So I set God in authority. In, any, in other words, anything that I need, everything that I'm expecting, God, I'm setting God in authority. I don't have no right, but it's the right of Jesus. It's just like the righteousness. We don't have none, but it's the righteousness of Jesus. And we set God up in in position of our life, we'll see things come to happen. They'll come to fruition. The Bible says, now listen to this in Psalm 16 and 8. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Now, once you think about that, a portion. Pastor, I'm gonna give you a portion of my inheritance. You know, sometimes this is how we do God. God is trying to bless us and give us something, and we won't get in a position to receive it. So I'm going to give you a portion of your inheritance. Pass a hold on to that. All right. And of my cup, thou maintain it. So God is maintaining your portion to keep in existence, continuous, preserve it, retain it, to keep in appropriate condition and operation. Now, that's not something we do. Let me say that again. He's continuous. Your inheritance He's preserving your inheritance. He's retaining your inheritance. And he's keeping it appropriate and he's keeping it in a good condition so that when he give it to you, you know how to handle it. Sometimes you want it before God is ready to give it to you and you can't handle it. I'm telling you, been there, done that the lines are falling unto me in pleasant place and Jay I have a goodly heritage I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel my reigns also instruct me in the night seasons I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand remember authority I shall not be moved because God is in control of my life I shall not be moved minister comes you know what I mean you didn't die because we was in the right hand of God authority was standing in our place backing up the devil he couldn't take us out he couldn't kill us because God had it in control. What we said? Yes. Did we go through the storm? Yes. But what did God do? He held. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He held your inheritance and kept them in good order. I remember and some of you heard it but some of you haven't. We built out we thought our dream home which it was. We built it from the ground up. 3,500 square feet uh two story house. And we lived in it for 13 years, Pastor, right? We kept it. And so about the 13th year, our kids had grown and moved out. Praise our God. They had grew and moved out. And Pastor and I started talking about that we were going downsize because it was just him and I. Well, little did I know that I would be raising my granddaughter. But still, the house was too big for us because it was just him and I. But, you know, the time came. And it had something, something went wrong at the bank, and we lost it. But let me show you how good God is. It wasn't nothing we did wrong. It wasn't nothing that we wasn't paying the payments. Somehow, and then we found out later, they not just did it to us, they did it to a lot of other people. And for the life of me, I was like, we living right. Why, you know, why did it happen to us? I mean, what, I don't understand. And the people was giving testimonies that all the things that was happening. And I couldn't understand. But God spoke to me and said, act like you've already attained. In other words, when you come to church, you ought to not demonstrate that's what you're going through. And how many know that's kind of hard sometimes, ain't it? You know you're going through the storm and you want to laugh. and I ain't feel like laughing and talking. I ain't feeling like being jovial. I ain't feeling like, oh, everything is all right. But God let us know that he was with us. No matter what we did, God just would tell us, hold on. And my husband, he was always the kind of maintain, just, you know, sweet spirit, calm. And when we would get home at night, I would tell in my heart, he said, you know what, honey, God got it. And I said all that to say, I want to go back to something I said. Got to keep it in continuance. Got to preserve it. Got to retain it. And he'll keep it in good, working, appropriate condition and good operation until you're ready to receive it. You know, a lot of times they look at the pastor. I know a lot of them do, driving Rolls Royce, bins, whatever you name. But you know what? That's not what God had for us. That's not something we wanted. We wanted to live a, a normal, quiet, simple life. Never prayed for a million dollars. I'm not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that. I never prayed for a million dollars. I just said, Lord, I want to live comfortable. I want to be able to pay my bills on time. I want to be able to give liberally. I want to be able to do the things that will bless you. And God has been faithful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Bible says, for the vision is for an appointed time. Hallelujah, but at the end, it shall speak glory to God. At the end, it's going to speak. Hallelujah. It may not been the time that you expected. It may not been the time you wanted, but the Bible said at the end, it will speak. God is speaking to somebody today. Don't give up. Don't get weary. Don't be discouraged. God is working it out in your favor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The thing I love about God, the end is not yet. Pastor, we gonna be blessed. Pastor, we are blessed. Pastor, there's more to come. You know, sometime you testify to people and you say, oh, if God do this, I'm gonna hang on. Oh, I'm still hanging on. you see me still smiling. I'm still praising God. But look out because later you're gonna see some signs in our life. You're gonna say, oh, they were blessed. Oh, God did do it. Oh, God is a miracle worker. Oh, God is able. Hallelujah. You're gonna say, Sister Hayes, I'm gonna say, here you go. Sometime. God allowed you to go through. He know who he can trust to try. He knew that we wasn't going to give up. He knew we wasn't going to turn our back on him. He knew that we would hold on. Blessing time is coming, Minister Cummins. You'll be able to testify again of what God did. And people remember that while you were going through, you were testifying. God is good. God is faithful. There's an appointed time. And it's on its way. Hallelujah. All you got to do is believe him. This is a marvelous thing that I learned. I was studying and it came to my mind. The Bible said in Isaiah 40 and 31, it said, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Look, pastor, in our waiting, didn't God renew your strength? Hallelujah. And you know what I love about God, brother Dunn? He made us soar like an eagle. Why did God decide to make us like an eagle? Let me tell you something about an eagle eagle can see 40 times better than us. I'm talking about 2020. He can look down and he can scope on his prey and he can pull up about 40 pounds and fly him in the air. <laughs> Hallelujah. God used us like an eagle because he knew in a time of trouble. <laughs> we know how to mount up and soar. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what else? Hallelujah. He said they shall run and not be weary. He said they shall walk and not fear. Hallelujah. Renew and restore and replenish. Hallelujah. Eagles are admired all over the world as a living symbol of power, freedom, and transcendent. Glory be to God. When you get weary, just soar. Let the wings, and you know how when you fly, you feel something fly over you. And the air just come and it soothes you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Whoo! Anybody going through? Is anybody going through? Let me tell you something. Test after test after test. You may not have none now, but some more coming down the pipe. Because it's building us up. Hallelujah. You can have all the money in your pocket, but that's not going to be your test. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That eagle, his wingspan is about 72 to 90 inches. A bald eagle can fly an altitude of 10,000 feet during level flight. Sometimes you just got to allow the trouble to come. But don't you stop. Hallelujah. Soaring. Don't you stop. You know when you run and y'all felt that breeze come by. Whew, that's a relaxation in God. Hallelujah. Psalms 27 says, 13 and 14. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Now I'm reading out of the ESV version. I want to make it so plain that even the children won't err. The thing about trouble, it doesn't let you know when it's going to come. The thing about trouble is when you get through it, you don't even remember the storm hit if you're anchored in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. The Lord is good to those that wait on him. To the soul who seek him. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you. God is waiting to bless you. God is waiting to lift you up. And he exalt you because you show mercy. Hallelujah. To others and he'll show mercy to you. For the Lord is good of justice. Blessed for all those that wait on him. Be patient therefore brethren. Until the coming of the Lord. Now you saying. I'm not talking about the end times. I'm talking about till he come in your situation. And bless you in your situation. Be patient until then. Don't be anxious. Don't be envious. Don't be discouraged. Don't be weary. Just wait. I had no ideas. How long did we lay down the street? five years, six years. I was like, Lord, wait a minute. This was just to be a hole, but know what brother Dunn, If we wasn't ever there, you might not be here. That old shack. You see what I'm saying? You never know what position God. You never know what position God got you in for somebody. A lot of times we're concerned where we are, what it look like, what we going to do, but God want to use somebody to get his glory. You know what you witness better when you're hurting. You strive better when you're hurting. You bless better when you're hurting because you understand what the person that's hurting is telling you because you're in a situation. Praise our God brother Dunn. I thank God that you're here mother Holder, and the kids and your wife in Jesus name. Have we never been on a corner? Perhaps you never would have came here. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. See, we were set up for the setup. A lot of times I know when well, we got saved, I know we did. We said, Lord, whatever you want to do with us. I remember the first three years, I didn't know what a plate of food looked like, Holly. Three days for the whole three years we was in Germany. Three days, Bible study every night in Germany. And I had no idea that God was calling this man to preach. I just thought we were good saints, that's it. Wasn't looking for it, never asked for it, didn't pray about it, didn't seek God, was just glad to be saved. Every night, I'ma tell you, i never forget Brother Daniels and Brother Green. I went to pastor one night, I said, listen, we can't keep feeding these folk. We don't have the money and we about to go broke. And I said, you know, they love to eat. So first it was just two, Sister Prescott. Then it turned out to be three and four and five. I guess they were spreading the word and they were spreading the food. And Keisha was so little, so it all worked out fine. You know, cause she didn't know what was going on just that everybody in the house. So they wanted to spend the night, sleep on the floor. I'm like, man, are they ever gonna go home? This is what I was saying. So I went to pastor and I said, and let me tell you something about Germany. You get a bag of ribs like this for $20, just fat. That tall. So of course, you know, every night they was eating ribs. I baked it, boiled it, fried it everywhere. I knew how to cook ribs, but because I can cook, they were happy. So what started out three turned out to be 12, 15, you know, every night. And I told pastor, I said, now, look, they got to go home. They live in the barracks. They need to go. And I was serious. We were young in the Lord. I love people, and I love the word. And Pastor Lord Jesus, his favorite scripture, Acts 2 and thirty. I said, are you ever going to preach anything else? But that's what they needed. And every night, somebody was getting saved, set free, and delivered. That's what preparation was doing. So, well, don't you know, Pastor, I don't know if this is where you got that. Whatever is important to you is important to God. All right, here come the next night, Brother Green, Brother Daniels. They bring me food. <laughs> They bring me a bunch of groceries. <laughs> I felt so shame. I felt so shame. And then to top it off, they bought me a Daniel Boone hat. And Pastor said, where'd you go wear that hat? I was like, ooh, I ain't trying to wear that hat. He said, honey, they was nice enough to buy it. You're going to need to wear it to church. It was snowing one night. I said, that's the appropriate time because probably a lot of people won't come out and they won't see the hat. Lord Jesus, the house of God was packed. We had to walk and everybody walked to church and they was happy and here I'm coming in with the Daniel Boone hat but I said that to say God was showing me you may be in a place that you feel you can't afford or maybe the necessity you don't have trust God he will double your salary he will bless you beyond measure every one of my husband's boss begin to step up and give us gifts money cards they saw that we got around. They saw that my daughter never was out without. God did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. From that day henceforth when they bought that bag of grocery, it was like that bag of grocery never got empty. We had food. We started eating chicken, Minister Prescott. It wasn't just ribs. We started eating hamburger and the list go on. What am I saying? God used us, but it wasn't us it was God. It was God. And God knew that he could trust us in his field to do his will. And that's what God did for us. Hallelujah. You might lose some things in life, but as long as you got God, you got it all as long as you got God you got it all what am I saying the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count in other words hallelujah as some count, like but it's patient toward you in other words he knew sister Hayes was a babe in Christ but he was patient toward me I grew in grace I grew in the statues of God I grew in how to love right I grew in how to treat people right I knew in how to feed hallelujah and not complain God Begin to do some phenomenal things why did he do it because God was in control he was the authority when we give our position to God and let God rest rule and abide in our life God began to do some phenomenal things what am I saying tap into your potential. Your potential might be a storm that's riding and it's coming your way. But if you allow God to be in control, He'll change the course and direction. He'll change the course and direction. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. There were many things. I, I don't know who it was, Pastor. They said it not too long ago, and I said, well, that didn't happen for us. I remember we had so many broken down vehicles. And one we had, we named them. We named them, brother. We named them. This one was named Betsy. What kind of car was that? Nova. White Nova. So we driving the kids, and Israel in the back, and he, the door opens, and he almost fall out. And we said, we'll tie the door next time so you can stay inside. Funny story. No joke. We had the, the car, Lula Bell the floor fell through <laughs> but i was still pressing them gears shifting them gears <laughs> and i looked down i could see the ground but that car was still riding minister Prescott. it was riding on jesus you know we laugh it's funny now you know i remember when we was in germany we had that green hornet <laughs> It wasn't like Batman's. Oh, what? No, it was the Green Hornet. That was the name of the... It wasn't like the Green Hornet. How many of y'all remember that show? It wasn't like the Green Hornet. That car just wouldn't go. <laughs> we kept filling it up with gas, and we crank it up, and it wouldn't start. So what God did, he put a brother there, a brother Leon, with his little orange Volkswagen, taking past to work every morning. The Green Hornet never got started. <laughs> Bless God. So we left it there. You know these stories are funny but they're true and you know what we look back on them and we realize that untapped potential that we kept praying kept seeking God I'm gonna tell you one more story and I'm gonna close my son Terrell it's my oldest boy my husband went to work one morning this is when I learned how to pray I mean really pray and I called my husband job I said Terrell has a fever of 110 and I said you need to come home and pray over him he says the saints pray over the boy I said, no, you need to come home and pray over him. You know, I thought, because I thought Pastor had all these power, and I didn't have, you know, a whole lot, because every morning he go on the mountain. Every night he go on the mountain and pray. And, I mean, he'd come in, and he got this light on him, and the Holy Ghost is just all over him. So I'm like, well... He the one that I need to call. He called, He tells me, he said, well, they're not going to let me come home, honey, so you're going to have to pray. So I go into Jarell, and his body is limp, and he's sweat just all over, and he's so little, and he's so precious. And I went over to him, and I lay hands, and I said, now, Father, I said, in the name of Jesus. And back then, you know, I didn't really know how to pray, how to pray, you know. But I tell you what, the Spirit of the Lord fell up in that place. Glory be to God, within 30 minutes, his fever had broke. He was sitting up eating, saying he was hungry, and God had healed him. Now, I'm telling you, that's where his fever started, but that's not where it stopped. It kept going up. It kept going up. You know, when kids were small, you put the thermometer in their backside, and it just kept, the red dot just kept going up. And I began to pray, and that was the day God told me, hallelujah, and I'm going to use it for modern day, untapped potential. I needed to learn how to pray and God knew what it was going to take for me to learn how to pray. So God tested me in that area and when something tragic has happened, you will know how to pray. God will use those opportunities so you know how to pray to get your prayer across. And what am I saying? There are things in your life that God is testing you in. You won't go through the storm, but if you just tap into their potential, into their potential that God has, some of you are going to be pastors, some of you are going to be evangelists, worldwide evangelists, some of you are going to go in deep places where other people can't. You got to tap into that potential. You got to ask God, hallelujah, what do you need to do? How do you need to do it? When you need to do it? Hallelujah. You know, is enough of this world for everybody to be what they need to be to their fullest potential. One person said there's enough heathens to go around. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Enough unsaved people for everybody to charter the course. Get in line with God's word and do what God wants you to do. You know, some people they outside preaching, hallelujah, out of a paper card box. You see some people holding signs telling you about Jesus. Where are we gonna stand beside those folk? When you get in a comfortable cent- sanctuary, some of you get the best sleep in the house of God. I just pray when Jesus comes, you ain't sleeping. Please get another position. But I pray that somebody, the altar call, somebody, if you feel you need a closer walk with the Lord, if you feel you need God to touch you, or maybe you just want to talk to him. There are so many things that we need in God. One thing that I ask of all of you and myself, don't lose the love of God, not now. We need to get closer to God. We really need to get closer to God. Don't let things begin to take us out of where we need to be with God. Oh, yes, we, we got another home. The Lord blessed us. But the end is not yet. I enjoy the pleasures that God allow me. But I want more of the spirit. I want more of the spirit. Because I realize that heaven and earth, it's going to pass away. But not a jot or tittle of his word. I realize that the Lord is soon to come. Don't be caught off guard like the five foolish and the five wise, you know, and then they wanted them to get them some of their oil. Oh, no. There's not going to be no spare. You got to get it for yourself. Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at the now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise. Because you have heard my cry We have been smothered by the grace of God And it has brought us joy Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city We have learned to forgive And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you In the name of Jesus, we give you praise Amen